This is Karen Roach, adjunct faculty member at Loyola University of Chicago. This short recording is going to differentiate task groups versus treatment groups. Task groups are formed or people come together for the purpose of accomplishing a task, whereas in a treatment group, the primary purpose is to meet socio-emotional needs of the members. Task groups and treatment groups are pretty easy to differentiate, even if you just take a step back and look at the characteristics, the interaction, and the communication among the members. In task groups, they are solely focused on the task that needs to be completed. Roles are typically developed or they are pre-assigned. Most commonly, roles are assigned. You have like your president, your secretary, your treasurer, your recorder, um, and these roles are assigned because it provides additional structure in order to work towards accomplishing the task. The communication patterns are truly focused and surrounding the task at hand. You'll notice that self-disclosure is often very low. People come to follow the specific agenda to do what needs to be done. There isn't a lot of sidebar, small talk. There isn't a lot of conversation about personal needs or wants. The composition of the group is usually based on the talents or expertise needed in order to do a good job. Sometimes people are sought out on for task groups simply because of maybe their career, their area of expertise, or a specific talent. Other times, the composition of the group will be more organically formed, and based on people's individual talents or areas of expertise, they will take on different roles within the group to accomplish the task. Confidentiality can be private or public. It really depends on the the reason that the group is meeting, the task that they are meeting about. Oftentimes within a task group, there are components of it that are very private and held to the members of the group that are working towards accomplishing that task, and they will share out um, maybe progress points or the end result or check-ins with the public. Evaluation of a task group is completion of the task. Task groups um, are sometimes time-limited. You might have six weeks, eight weeks, a year to accomplish the tasks that you've been, that the group has been created for. Other times task groups are a little bit more evolving and have um, an open-ended date depending on what the task is. So I'm thinking about, you know, a task group that might come together um, to decide on new rules for a home association. And so in choosing those new rules, that task group is going to have a deadline that they need to propose new rules to the community to vote on potentially. Whereas a board of directors is also a task group, but they have tasks along the way, but they're going to be meeting, um, you know, pretty continuously. Sometimes within task groups, you will have roles that are time limited. So even though the group might be an open-ended group like a board of directors, um, those roles within that board of directors group might have specific terms. It might be a one-year term or a two-year term, and that's where you'll see turnover of the members in that task group. A task group is often dissolved or ends after that group accomplishes the tasks that they were formed for. 
Now, to differentiate that from a treatment group, a treatment group is designed to meet the socio-emotional needs of personal members. So a lot of times those members will bond over common experiences that they've had, shared experiences, um, or their own personal needs that might be similar. This is where we see the universality of Yalom that Yalom talks about within his therapeutic factors. Members bond on the things that make them like each other. Their roles often develop through interaction. Obviously, this is independent of the facilitator or the worker. Through interaction, we will see people who naturally emerge maybe more as a leader or people that withdraw more as the isolate or the silent member. We also see roles like a monopolizer that will um, kind of take over the group or the conversation. As we talked about previously, roles that develop through interaction are often like the roles that people maintain within their family units because that family is the initial primary group experience. Communication patterns are usually open. They're usually very back and forth. Um, we've talked about the different types of communication patterns. You have maypole, you have free-floating, um, these are, and you have a, a hot seat. And so these are the different types of communication patterns that we see naturally evolve within a treatment group. Sometimes you'll have a round robin format where it is very specific and people will go in order of the circle or rows that they are sitting in. Um, usually if there is a predetermined or set communication pattern that becomes part of the procedures, the structure, and the norms of the group that are shared at the beginning by the facilitator or the worker. Procedures within a treatment group are usually very flexible and formal. They are your primary goal is to not only meet the needs of the individual members, but also to meet the needs of the group overall, while, of course, maintaining focus on the purpose of the group as well as individual and group goals. The composition of the group is around common concerns or problems. You're trying to solve something for them. You're trying to help them remediate an issue or overcome a problem. Um, and so your group composition is going to be based on this common concern or problem as that's what allows you to, to not only meet individual needs, but also to meet the needs of the group as a whole. Self-disclosure in a treatment group is usually very high. We watch that self-disclosure increase as the group continues to get together. They know that it's a safe environment. They're comfortable with each other. They're willing to share more information. This is where we start to see high cohesion, which is also high self-disclosure. It's a we-ness of the group. Typically, the higher the self-disclosure, the higher cohesion we see within the group. Confidentiality in treatment groups is usually private. It's actually one of those ethical obligations that you have is to create a confidential and safe space and monitor that and make sure that you are maintaining that confidentiality. People are only willing to share what is going on with them, their problems, their concerns, and have that high cohesion if they know that what is said in the group stays in the group. You have a high level of confidentiality. We evaluate the benefits and um, the overall effectiveness of a treatment group by evaluating, did they meet their treatment goals? And again, you're always going to be driving towards an overarching group goal 
as well as these individual goals of your individual members. Um, Treatment groups don't always have to meet that goal 100%, but you want to make sure that you're incrementally progressing towards achieving those treatment goals. So that's a basic overview of the difference between a task group and a treatment group. And it really is pretty easy to differentiate between the two. Um, You can use the table provided and it's a nice little summary and overview of the differences between those two groups.